to coronavirus, the music festival Coachella has been postponed until October. In fact, headliner Rage Against the Machine has already changed their name to Rage to Get the Vaccine. <laughs> That's not the only musical act that plans to be in Coachella in October. You can also count on Miley Virus, <laughs> Justin Fever, <laughs> The Flu Fighters, <laughs> Pandemic at the Disco. <laughs> we got like a hundred of these. <laughs> oh boy. The only band yet to confirm is The Cure. If oh, I lost boy. my capacity for joy, I didn't even smile. We have some breaking news. Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years in prison for sex crimes. Awesome. How about a da-da-da-da? That is fantastic news. Come on, Michael. That is the best news of the day. That is nice. Justice. 23 years in prison. He's still got another trial to go. He ain't he ain't going to get out of prison alive. Boy, that's something. He'll die in prison, you scumbag. What a fall. Way to abuse and mistreat women your whole life, you piece of garbage. And I don't believe in extra I don't believe in extra judicial justice. No. But if he ends up on the other end of that whole rapey scenario he enjoyed so much his whole adult life, that wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't cry myself to sleep. Okay. All right. I hear you. I'm against it. I, of course you are, sort of. <laughs> Nominally. What a scumbag. Yeah, he's a monster. I hate that. Well, I, and, and, know, and the jury and judge realized he was a monster. 23 years is a long time. He's already in the cell, Michael. How do you keep him from hanging himself? No way. No way he's just going to do his time and die of old age in prison, is he? Guy who's lived his life. Are you I, saying hashtag Clinton body count? I'm not sure what the Clintons have to do. Oh, because he was friends with them, Mm -hmm. and he knows their secrets. Yeah. You're going to see Hillary in a guard uniform slipping in at night. We did get this. What? We did get this text because we were talking about the, oh, mamma mia, that's a spicy virus uh, situation I got going on over in Italy. We got this text. As a spaghetti-slurping pasta monkey, (laughs) Italian-American. Wow. Hey, I feel uncomfortable with that. Wow. Wow. I didn't laugh at the idiot Corden jokes, but I laughed at that. (laughs) I am very amused by your whimsical Italian jokes, LOL. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, spaghetti-slurping pasta monkey. Appreciate that. So the, um, what does Carville say about the election from last night? James Carville. The uh, raging. Let's cancer. shut this puppy down. Shut this puppy down. It's a it's, shut puppy. It's it's over. Um, Biden has won. It's all about when Bernie decides to get out. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like that discussion too. I should ask for the clip because somebody, one of the uh, the panelists, said, "Well, you've got to respect Bernie and his followers and his movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've really energized." Blah blah blah. And he said, "I tell you who you got to respect: the voter. You got to respect the voter." The voter made clear who they want. They want Biden. Respect the voter. Oh, yeah. Name checked a bunch of little towns in the South. Oh, yeah. Number of uh, states where Biden won every county, including the college burgs. He won the old, the young, the black, the white, the everybody. Everybody's decided our best bet to beat Trump. I think that's what Democrats are thinking is Joe Biden. I think that's beyond question. That's what they're thinking. The vast majority. It was astonishing. If you weren't following the returns last night, and good for you, you had something better to do. Pity us. Anyway, there were there were counties, there were districts that Bernie beat Hillary by 10, 20, 
40% last time. Bernie won big. And he got his hiney whooped by Biden last night. Really quite the turn. Tell me whether you agree. Well, some people, including me, believe that this is proof that Hillary was even more unpopular than we realized. People just couldn't stomach voting for Hillary. So when it was a Hillary-Bernie race, they were for Bernie. But when it was a Bernie and somebody more palatable than than Hillary, which practically everybody is but Harvey Weinstein. Right. Um, what? They were willing to, good buddy. They were willing to vote for that person. Yeah, and, and I, you know what? My theory also, though, is that Democrats far and wide were absolutely certain they were going to beat Trump. And so they could take your time, and who do we want? It can be her or him. I mean, either one's going to win. So let's let's think about this. This time around, Democrats are desperate to beat Trump, so all they care about is who's the, the strongest horse. Do you think it's any indication of a rejection of the super lefty policies? I'll read this tweet from Joe Scarborough. This Democratic Party is far more moderate and pragmatic than most presidential candidates, political pundits, and Twitter influencers have believed for years. I hope he's right. I hope he's right, too. That'd well, be good news. You know, he's ab- he's absolutely right. It's just a question of how right is he. I mean, is that is the wackadoo fringe that wants to completely restructure the country? I mean, I saw uh, pre-entrance uh, polls, they call them. Uh, as people were heading toward the poll, they asked him, what are your what are your biggest issues? What are you most concerned about? What do you Nanya. think about this, that, and the other? Nanya. Nanya. Back off. Don't give me the coronavirus. Um it was astonishing to me. It was 57%, I think it was over 50% of Michigan primary voters wanted to completely restructure the American economy. Now, that was it was roughly tied with the percentage of who, who wanted to leave it alone, which was small. The number wanted to tweak it, which was substantial. But the big at the plurality, as they say, was people who wanted to completely restructure the American economy. You want to completely restructure the most powerful economy on Earth that has lifted not millions, but billions of people out of poverty worldwide and has financed a military that has prevented... Hundreds of millions from dying in wars and conflicts and the rest of it. The greatest engine for development, health, and happiness on Earth, the American economy. Y'all want to restructure it based on the theories of some old wackadoo who's never held a paying job because he talks pretty. I I tell you what, there's some days my head just wants to go kerblooey. Just, God, you could sell people on S. Almost dropped an S bomb there. I'm, I'm a Christian man, folks. I'm, I'm sorry I, I got so close. I think both parties are still trying to wrap their head around social media and are coming to terms with the fact that all that noise represents a tiny amount of people. Yeah. On the right and the left. I remember when we first got into talk That's radio. That's not your base. That's a small number of people. Right. When we first got into talk radio years and years ago, and, and we took calls and stuff like that, uh, email was practically unknown at that point, I guess. But anyway, um, the industry had research that showed only 4% of your audience will ever contact you in any way. Phone call, email, letter, whatever. Now, that number has gone up, but the same... and Oh, and the reason you want to know that is you can't let your callers have an outsized influence on you and what you do. You get six emails or six letters back in the day hating something. Well, that... That doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's worth considering, maybe, but you can't let it 
convince you that it's everybody because that's a particular sort of person. Well, your activist online angry people who drove Kamala Harris's campaign and Liz Warren and caused her to say all sorts of laughable crap to try to woo them. Um, yeah, I'm hoping both sides are waking up to the fact that that's really a small number of people. We got a couple of texts on the coronavirus thing uh, regarding, and I think this is the interest, most interesting topic around all of this. Uh, how much of this is going to be voluntary, and at what point does the government start making me do certain things? Like in Italy, where now they've closed cities down. They've closed down practically the whole country. You can't go open your store. You're not even supposed to leave your house. Right. The government can make me do that. So we were talking a little bit earlier. Um, uh, lawyer Dan Abram was arguing on Good Morning America about if you test positive, they could do this. And if um, and somebody texted, well, that just isn't that going to make a lot of people not want to get tested? Because if you test positive, they're going to lock you down. That I, might I, make me react that way. I wonder. I don't I'd know. I'd rather walk around with it and hope I'm one of the mild cases than test positive and now I can't work. The government won't let me work. Well, you if you're a mild case, though, you're you're spreading virus to all sorts of people. You're throwing it on them. Okay. That's Which, fine. You know, but I'm just... For that, I would like you jailed in a cell with Harvey Weinstein. But, but, <laughs> but how are people going to react to that if they know if I go to the hospital and I test positive, it's going to radically upend my life. So maybe people won't go get tested. Also Here, this... What if ever with what if everyone have it has it, but the government starts testing those they want to lock up? Oh my gosh, that's straight out of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Good one. Here, here's an opposite uh, liberty lover uh, idea for you, though. People will seek out the test, prove that they're clean, then defy the government lockdown repeatedly and accumulate huge numbers of fines in the name of civil liberties and. And it'll end up, uh, you know, going up through the courts. Might end up in the Supreme Court. We'll see. Uh, you know what? I hope we won't see. I hope this thing blows over and it goes away as quick as it came, like the stupid impeachment. Um, and then nobody talks about it a week later. I hope that could still happen. Well, a bit of a long shot. It, if China's being honest about their numbers, and who knows, but if they are, because South Korea is having similar numbers, it's gone off a cliff in terms of cases. I hope it's true. In China and South Korea. But they've so. locked down. Paul Paranoid, they've locked down. Why don't you let the government do what it needs to do? Oh, speaking of wackadoodles, one more coronavirus note. And and listen, if, there's, if you take one thing away from this show, it's if you think something sounds crazy and dumb. It's a smile on your face. No, I, I, skipping want, your step. I want people angrily scowling. No. If you hear some, you know, wackadoodle, woke theory or claim or somebody being a called a racist when they're clearly not a racist, have confidence in your own reaction. Here's a good for instance. The World Health Organization issued, issued a statement urging people against saying that other people are transmitting COVID-19, infecting others, or spreading the virus, because those phrases assign blame. Instead, we should refer refer to people acquiring the virus. Oh, God. Whatever. Mark writes, I'll say it, Joe. What the F is wrong with our society? Wow. Can you believe that nonsense during an actual global crisis? This is how up their own hiney these people are. Stop gazing at your navel and do your job. Nobody's blaming you for getting the commie fever. 
goodness sakes. You got it somehow. They're just inventing a new kind of crazy every day, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Or taking the existing kinds of crazy and improving them. It's really pretty impressive. for forgiveness for this ahead of time. This will only take a minute of your life. The Bachelor season finale was last night. I did not watch this season. Um, but I have watched seasons in the past, and trust me, you get into it, and it's pretty funny because these people are all crazy, and they aren't pretending to be crazy. They think they're pretending to be crazy. But as you find out by following their lives afterwards with their arrests and their divorces and everything, they aren't pretending to be crazy. Wow. They're actually whack jobs. Anyway, I'm reading from the the Morning Dispatch, which is one of my favorite news sites now. And their first paragraph was this. Good morning to everyone except Barbara Weber, who thoroughly beclowned herself on national television last night. Hey, I think we have a new word. By refusing to support her son's quest for love. Peter doesn't deserve Madison, or Hannah for that matter. Um, so the dispatch opening paragraph was about something that happened on The Bachelor. I don't know who any of these people are or what happened, but we have a 30-second clip of it. Let's see if somebody gets beclowned. And I am. You're passionate, and above all else, you are one of a kind. And my heart chooses you forever. And I am. Will you marry me? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to be as honest with myself and be as honest with you as I possibly can. Because I've not been able to give my entire heart to you, and you know why that is. Torn and conflicted Peter, all throughout the night stood by your side. And you took the most precious moment that I could ever imagine away from me. I can't even look at you anymore. All right, what? That, Number that's the, one. There's that, a lot of whining going on. That's the whole, you propose to one, but you got to tell the other one, because you're in love with two people at the same time. Yes. It's like a coin flip, which one you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Every which, season. Which is a hilarious premise to start with. Um, and then you got to tell the one. No, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with that one. And I you. believe the one that he picked on the finale, they have already broken up about a month after the show wrapped, and he is with the girl that he turned down that happens now and then oh yeah on that show happens all that and and the mom robert plant of led zeppelin or the guy from what's their names once said yes there are two paths you can go by but in the long run there's still time to change the road you're on the mom his mom (laughs) is barbara weber who thoroughly beclowned herself on national television by not supporting her son's quest for love she wasn't into the into his choice apparently apparently mom has a lick of sense yeah, right. and saw this whole thing unfolding and said, I'm, I'm not going to be party to this nonsense. So in uh, real news, I was just reading. So Putin, he got everybody to go along with two additional six year terms. Yes. And or when the new constitution is adopted, one of the facets of it is that will reset any term limits. How scared are all the people in government of Putin that they vote for that? Or scared or bought. Or, or yeah, they're just getting all rich. Why yeah. would why would I want to interrupt this money train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
One, I'm not rich anymore. Two, he kills me in my sleep. We've brought this sort of thing up a couple of times, a handful of times through the years. I remember when Putin's little green men, who everybody knew were Russian soldiers, were fighting in Ukraine, and Putin was like, they are not my men. I've never seen these men. I don't know them. But everybody <laughs> everybody knew they were Russians, but he continued to maintain that charade. What, what's with the charade of, uh, yeah, we're uh, changing the Constitution uh, and resetting term limits? This, this is not measure to put Putin in for life. Well, I'll tell you why. How many times will you hear news media refer to President Xi of China? Right, or he's, President Putin. Yeah, no, he's the president. He's a dictator. Yeah, they're changing the Constitution to make Putin dictator for life. Uh, I, they act so like it's, an it's for the American media, or I don't know. I just, so they can keep. Well, listen, language matters, spin matters. I, I suppose even when like eighty-five percent of the world knows exactly what's going on, you want to keep that fifteen percent from making it unanimous. So you say, "Yeah, we changed our constitution. He was legally elected. He's the president." Who saw this coming twenty, twenty-five years ago? That two of the biggest nuclear powers in the world would once again become dictatorships communist dictatorships or whatever russia is if you told me that in 1989 i'd have been bummed out i'm glad i didn't know (laughs) yeah well it's a surprising development yeah and not good the armstrong and getty show has canceled the last leg of her tour due to the corona predictable because she did the same thing during the smallpox outbreak of 1823 there you go there you she, go she's old <laughs> it's funny because she's old i got some good spanish flu 1918 stats maybe i'll uh, get into later that are just extraordinary <laughs> extraordinary we're uh, through scaring people in the prime of their lives. We're now going to scare 130 year olds. Well, it's either a look at how much how bad things could be if a virus got out, got a hand, or what this is not, or something. I don't know what my point is. Um, <laughs> something to look forward to. Last night, uh, my youngest son and his uh, emotional troubles for some reason bubbled up super hot again, and he he smashed the Nintendo Switch that they got for Christmas. From Santa? Oh, no. Yeah. That they both got, and uh, boy, that was quite the horrific emotional event in our household. All around. Unpopular move, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty ugly. So, uh, you know, so I wasn't spending a lot of time worried about by how many points Biden got in Michigan or whatever. I was mostly just amused. But so I'm uh, reading up on it today. Uh, This, I'm quoting from the dispatch this morning, Biden won black voters and union households. He won college-educated and non-college-educated. He won women. He got the endorsement of Andrew Yang on live television. As results started to come in, so did the money. Priorities USA announced their support for Biden with $150 million, including $70 million in battleground state ads before the convention to take on Trump. The American Bridge announced $2.2 million ad buy in Pennsylvania for him. Now, looking forward, they point out, and we talked about this earlier, Biden is set to face Bernie in a debate Sunday night in Arizona. 
Without a realistic path toward the nomination, will Democrats allow Sanders to score points against their nominee and divide their party or damage him? Depends how sensitive sensitive they are to the whole the fixes in narrative from last time. Nah. <clears throat> people aren't feeling that, are they? Nobody's feeling that. I don't think so, no. The, the, not sort, really. of, the sort of crazy people that's person that's feeling there's a fix, you're not going to assuage them by uh, letting Bernie debate. And, and lower Biden a notch or two. Wound him. You can't have Bernie on stage bad-mouthing Biden at this point. That's craziness. Right, as a party, that'd be a terrible mistake. Hey, what was Bernie's big win state that impressed everybody? This go-round? Uh, yeah. The Nevada. When he won Nevada, he had those kind of numbers. He won everything. Well, that's I had a little deja vu when you said he won black voters. Yeah. He won union voters. He won. That's exactly what they were saying the about next, Bernie. It was the next day that I and everyone else said, Bernie's going to win this thing. I right. can't imagine. I remember saying myself, I can't imagine how he stopped. Um, if I had to bet money, I'd, this is the first time I'd ever bet money on this. I'd put it on Bernie. Yeah. That, But that's why... It's being called one of the most extraordinary things to ever happen in modern politics. Mm-hmm. Old Jim Clyburn stepped up, said, Joe's my man, we South Carolina. Are, we probably all should keep in mind that the two most extraordinary things that have happened since, since anyone alive can remember have both happened in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Trump and Biden's comeback. Yeah. Things are just... Completely wide open. You can't predict this sort of stuff. All bets are off. Well, I think what's obvious, and Nevada's a bit of a weird place just because you got the Democratic Party so heavily like hotel workers, and they have their own union, their own you know point of view and needs and the rest of it. But what's infinitely clear is when it looked like it was uh, old man Bernie, despite his wackadoo politics and his his ridiculous biography and the rest of it, when it looked like it was him, all the voters came out and said, fine, that's him. It's him. He's my guy. He's my guy. And then when Biden turned around, the next state said, Biden. They're, All right, fine. Biden's my guy. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's the whole, we just want somebody to be Trump. Hey, right. could you look this up when you get a chance, Sean? I'm pretty sure this is right. It's a little crazy, though, isn't it, that you can have a, a wackadoo like Bernie or old man Biden and whoever it is, we'll take him. That's fine. But uh, you know what? The truth is, you can announce whatever ideas and policies you want. It's a hell of a lot harder to put them into action once you get in the White House. Look up the date of the Nevada primary or caucus, because I don't remember what it was. And then the date of when Bernie was on 60 Minutes talking about Castro. Um, Was it the next night? Because Nevada was on a Saturday. Was it the next night that 60 Minutes had Bernie? I think it may have been. (laughs) That was the end of it. That I think I I think that played a huge role in the downfall of Bernie. I think people who are yeah I'm in I'm in he's the guy let's all go that way. Then he said that about Castro and they're like oh we can't get behind this guy. Mm. It's that ain't gonna work. You know what I need Michael right now a little throwback. I don't think we even have him anymore. Do we? It was a that uh, Keenan Thompson bit from Saturday Night Live with going up, <laughs> going down. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the Nevada was February 22nd. That 60 Minutes was the 23rd. The next yeah. night. Uh, Castro uh, started literacy. I'm not for totalitarian. Bernie, but, uh, it was yours to have. You wanted to be the nominee. You wanted to be president. It was yours to have. All you had to do was tone down the Castro love a tiny bit. Just pretend you don't like totalitarians for a day. Can't do it. I love them so much, I would like to control everything to bring in a workers' utopia like Castro did. I can't keep it inside me. You know what this Moving proves? up. This, this, Moving down. Oh, we do have that. What, Dang. what this proves is because I've always thought it was wacky that you make um uh 
They did it with Nazis back in World War II. They've probably done it throughout history. But um, uh, we've done this with Islamists. You make them sign something that they disavow whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought they'd fake it. Well, what's the point of that? If I'm a good jihadi, I'll sign, yeah, I no longer believe that uh, America's Satan and plan. The true believers can't do it. Mm. And Bernie is proof of that. He couldn't go on 60 Minutes and not completely embrace Castro. He just couldn't do it. The true believers, they can't, they won't. Oh, I'm troubled by all the young people who have fallen for his siren song. And and even if they wake up a little bit, I'm afraid of so, the, the coronavirus of socialism might be in their bodies. And it's like uh, chicken pox and it may rear its ugly head in 30 years. I just, uh, it, it's so seduct- seductive, but so dangerous. I got to keep my eye out for conspiracy theories about uh, the coronavirus and the government trying to uh, shut down various cities and events and stuff like that. I'm sure it leads into taking your guns or something. Yeah, I'm hoping that's not going to get going too much. Oh, are you because- kidding? Well, I mean, it's going to get going. I'm hoping it doesn't get going too much because they've already done it in China, yeah, but South Korea and Italy and, you know, various colleges and school districts. uh, I don't think it'll go full-on crazy, but, yeah, people will be pretty frustrated with it. Like I said before, somebody with a clean bill of health has got to violate the the curfew or whatever multiple times, get multiple fines, then it's going to go to the courts. And we'll, I don't know, maybe we'll have a, a better idea of how to manage these things in the future. If you're just tuning in, uh, you missed a long screed on how we, the United States of America, must immediately, in the name of national security, decouple ourselves from the communist Chinese in terms of the manufacture of critical drugs and medical supplies, masks and everything else. It is a matter of national security. We should no more be dependent on the communist Chinese for our critical medicines and Equipment than we would be like on our entire food supply, or our entire oil supply. We would never let that happen. We have vast strategic reserves of oil just so nobody can grab us by the throat. Here's a scenario for you. I was thinking about this. And we keep farmers propped up so that people will continue to make wheat, corn, milk, everything else. That's a lot of We it. the people yep. on this farm. And then it becomes a way to buy votes. But yeah, that's the main reason for the subsidy subsidies. But uh, here's your scenario. Tell me if you think this uh, holds water. Probably like uh, tainted bat water from the wet market. But oh. China decides we're going to invade Taiwan. And they're they're rotten, the Chinese, but they're smart. So about a month before, they send a handful of their uh, college student slash agents forth into the United States. With some, you know, virus, microbe, whatever they, they see fit to unleash. And then they start making moves on Taiwan. And when we say, oh, no, and we mobilize our Navy and the rest of it, they say, if you want any of your critical drugs or medical supplies, you're going to stand down. We will not ship you a single mask to prevent this terrible pandemic that is even now spreading across your fruited plain. Unless you stand down and bow to our will. I don't know how much. they. I'll bet they have that plan already, and it's plan X3. They've got it all written out. I don't know if you'd have to be that overt. I don't know how much uh, supply we keep on stock in America to their stuff. But what if they just said, uh, just an announcement, um, uh, by the way, a couple of our plants that make like all your blood pressure medicine and your 
you know, all your psych meds that one out of three people are on, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're having some trouble, so there's probably going to be a supply disruption. Might be six months, nine months. I don't know. If we didn't have to worry about this whole Taiwan thing, we might be able to get, get the plant going again. Yeah, we got money for uh, Taiwan, or we got money for, for uh, the drugs how you could, choose. How long could we go without right. our supplies of uh, constant incoming supply, blood pressure medicine, Lexapro, all that sort of stuff? Probably not that long. No, no. I, I think it's a critical national security issue. We we wanted uh, China to democratize, to liberalize. We thought engaging them in trade would do that. We got addicted to Chinese slave labor. And it's not just cheap labor, folks. If you're not f- hip to this, the Chinese have millions of slave laborers. And so we got addicted to the cheap goods made by slaves, which we kind of decided about in this country a long time ago. And and now we're 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 bent over. We're begging the, our Chinese overlords for their mercy. Now come on, China. That's no way to be. We can't be that. And um, when you elect me, your president, by God, I'll fix that. One texture pointing out. Is it too late to get in? <laughs> texture pointing out the new buzzword: social distancing. I talked about this yesterday. I'm all on board. I uh, as just to be a good American to try to help society. I won't be going to weddings, kids' birthday parties. Um, boy, all kinds of any meetings, uh, no shaking hands, no high fives, not even the yell. Teach civilians to salute. It'll kid me. If you're an active duty member of the military or a veteran, teach a civilian near you to salute. That's a good way to, to greet people. It'll kill me to not go to your kid's birthday party or wedding or anything like that, but I'm just doing it for the good of humanity. Oh, I wish I could be there. <laughs> it pains me, but, uh, it's just, you know, I'm a good citizen. Sure. Sure. You are. Hmm. All right, well, that settles that. We fixed that problem. Oh, by the way, finally, I've got a little scientific basis for my protest against the whole don't touch your face foolishness. <laughs> right. It's just, how do they even come out with this stuff when it's so silly? When you're a kid, you assume adults have some idea what they're talking about. Turns out, not really. The details in a moment. Armstrong and Getty Show. Honestly, it sounds almost so silly to say, but there's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism, uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Um, They're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. Hmm. A, the word is patronizing. B, no, they're not. C, please be quiet. It was uh, posited by one of our alert listeners. I could try to come up with it, but I'm a man who craves leisure, so why would I bother? Somebody did it, and I appreciate it. Uh, The squad was one of the big losers this election season. Man, they went hardcore for Bernie, doing appearances with him and and, and web postings and the rest of it, and them and their wackadoo old uh, uncle got kicked, got their butts kicked. Next hour, if you get next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, some of you do, some of you don't. Those that you do, those of you that don't should complain bitterly to someone. And then seek out the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. But oh. don't forget to complain bitterly. <laughs> uh, the top things Americans hope to see change in their lifetime. It's a pretty long list, and it's really hmm. interesting. Wow, okay. And it's not about Corona? 
or Joe Biden. How many times have you heard, don't touch your face, be sure not to touch your face, the hilarious video went viral, the the CDC lady, whoever she was, lecturing us all not to touch her face, and the minute she finished her sentence, she put her finger in her mouth to lick her finger to turn the page. Absolutely hilarious. And I, amateur anthropologist Joe Getty, have been trying to tell you, look, you can try not to put your fingers in your eye, reach for a tissue or whatever, but the idea of don't touch your face is absurd. You, I, we, all of us touch our faces way more than we're aware of because it's an unconscious re- reflex. It's a need based in the reality of us being an animal. And I'm looking at this this story from uh, Wired, I believe it's Wired.com, about the various theories about that, and they cover a heck of a lot of ground. Um, and I could share some of them with you because if you're into science, they're mildly interesting. But the long and short of it is everybody does it. There's n- n- nobody who doesn't do it. Our uh, uh, ape cousins do it. Monkeys do it. You have Dogs a... do it. Cats do it. You have a cousin that's an ape? I don't often talk about uh, cousin Chim Chim, but yes, I do. Going to the family reunion with my ape cousins. <laughs> They're going to be there. It's always a good time when the ape cousins are there. I tell you what, a couple of drinks gets wild. Poo-chucking wild. One small study found that medical students, who really should know better, touched their faces an average of 23 times per hour during a lecture. About once every two and a half minutes. Wow. That's more than I would have guessed. I knew it was a lot. but It, it doesn't surprise me. My crackpot theory, based on very little other than just observation and thinking about it for a minute or two, is that the reason disease gets into you is you have these openings, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, uh, your, your, Go ear, on. your ear hole. Um, and if you feel something near it or something bothering you near those things, you touch it, you clear it away. My nose itches right now, so I'm going to rub it just in case there's something that shouldn't go in there. We're designed by, you know, Hmm. however many years of evolution to protect those openings from an incursion. So to say, don't touch them, because there might be an incursion. I was actually wondering if it's the opposite. It's that idea that kids that grow up on farms have better immune systems than kids that don't, just more like being in dirt and stuff like that. If maybe people that touch their face gets the more stuff in their body that helps their immune system more throughout their life than That's people an who don't. thought. Well, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But then you got the whole, you know, you touch your steering wheel, you touch your money, you touch your cell phone, you touch your keyboard at work that other people have been touching. We touch so many dang things. Right. Um, that's why the whole Starbucks won't allow you to bring in your own mug thing seems stupid. Okay, well, here's the $10 bill I took out of my sweaty pocket. And I've After got my touching the handle on the door and yeah. the chair and a, a dozen other things. Since I walked in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, Let alone the filth that I do in my own private life. You know, like I said before, when you're a kid, you think, boy, adults really know what they're doing. Nope, kids. Not really. Some do to some extent. But, so listen, try not to put your finger in your eye if you can avoid it. I can put my whole hand in my mouth. <laughs> no, you can't. Buck says you can't. That's a lot of big talk. You got a big mouth, big enough for your hand. But I got tiny little Trump hands. Prove it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So he does not have tiny hands. I won't hear our president bad mouth like that. So the whole country of Italy, Italy is locked down. Streets are bare. Nobody's going to work. No schools. Nothing. And could that happen? No in the- pizza. Mamma mia. Uh, and could this happen in the United States? Well, the first look at of what it would look like is in new york where new york governor andrew Cuomo announced yesterday that the state will deploy the national guard to a three square mile containment area in westchester county 
where gathering places like schools and churches will be closed for two weeks. Three-mile square area with the National Guard there. New Rochelle. Is that where uh, the Petrie family lived in the uh, the uh, Dick Van Dyke show? Might be. Or did they live in a, live in a fictional town? Doesn't matter. Um, Maybe yeah, they can something. grow the cure for the coronavirus in a Laura Petrie dish. Oh, boy. That was a stretch. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess it will be a bit of a, uh, uh, not a dry run, perhaps, but a, a rehearsal of what other authorities will do in but other is, places. is this going to explode across America? That's what I'm wondering. If two weeks from now, with within however many miles of you, there will be National Guard somewhere doing something. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're mostly there to assist with logistics. They're not, like, bringing guns, or well, they're certainly our, not going to use them. What happens to your economy? Oh, well, I guess we'll watch Italy, but what happens to your economy if the <clears> government <throat> says, everything's closed, stay home? How long can that last? Well... And then are people driving the trucks to deliver the gas to the gas stations and the bread to the grocery store, or does everything just come to a halt? Then there will be a run on toilet paper. Heck yeah, and yeah. food. Yeah. I'm a hungry man. Man, I'm down to the stuff I do not want to eat in my... Uh, pantry <laughs> oh my god more jello Ugh. 